Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. This podcast features messages, interviews, and discussions from Radiant Church located in Seneca, South Carolina. For more information about Radiant, visit RadiantChurchSC.com. Here's today's episode. Welcome to Radiant Church. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor, and we're so glad you could join us today. From wherever you're watching and listening from, if this is your first time joining us, hey, go to RadiantChurchSC.com and click I'm new. If you have that short form online for us, as a way of saying thanks, we're going to donate $5 to one of the nonprofits that's listed right there. I'm excited to have uh, one of my buddies here, one of our friends sharing his heart with us today at Radiant Church. This is part of our summer Radiant series we're doing right here. We're going to hear the hearts of different people and guests who are going to come through in addition to myself teaching as well but uh, this is a great chance for us to hear from other folks who God is using to do some pretty amazing things and one of those people is Pastor Chris Honeycutt so uh, he's the lead pastor of Forward Church in Myrtle Beach South Carolina and Forward Church and Radiant Church we started on the same month we both launched the pandemic we started on September 20th the last year they started on the 27th and so uh, one week apart but nevertheless in the crazy year that was 2020 we we started together, so that's pretty exciting. But uh, you're going to be encouraged. You're going to be challenged today uh, from Chris and the heart that he has for the Lord. I think you're going to really enjoy what he has to say. So, hey, pay attention. I think God's got something great in store for you. Here's Chris Honeycutt. He's talking about power-ups. Now, what's a power-up? Well, you know, it's a box in a video game that you come across and you pick it up or maybe you hit it and it releases something special, something that makes you stronger or gives you an enhanced ability to defeat an enemy. If you've played a little game called Super Mario Brothers, you know what power-ups are. Now, is it possible to beat Super Mario Brothers without a power-up? Possible, perhaps but probably not. You know, they programmed into the game things like mushrooms that turn little Mario into Super Mario and fire flowers that give Mario the ability to throw fireballs. And it's all for a reason, to help the player advance. You know, God offers up power-ups and he's done so throughout the Bible. Let's take a look at a guy named Samson. Samson was born to parents who were childless. And we read about what was promised about Samson in Judges chapter 13. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink and that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Then the woman went to her husband and told him, A man of God came to me. He looked like an angel of God, very awesome. I didn't ask him where he came from, and he didn't tell me his name, but he said to me, you will become pregnant and have a son. Now then drink no wine or other fermented drink, 
and do not eat anything unclean, because the boy will be a Nazarite of God from the womb until the day of his death. And Samson's parents would raise him as a Nazarite. A Nazarite stems from chapter 6 in the book of Numbers, which describes a Nazarite vow for those who are consecrated for God. Consecrated means set apart, held to a higher standard than the others, and they're dedicated in their devotion to God. So Samson was given tremendous strength to aid him against his enemies and allow him to perform superhuman feats. This included stuff like slaying a lion with his bare hands and massacring an entire army of Philistines with only the jawbone of a donkey. Now imagine that in a video game, you come across a donkey's jawbone. It's quite the power-up. But along came a Philistine lady, and I use lady in the loosest sense of the word, named Delilah. Samson fell head over heels for this woman, and Delilah will be used by the Philistines to help capture Samson, but not before Samson would be playing around with this and three times tricking her. And we read in Judges 16, she said to him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you've made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, come back once more, he has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair, and so began to subdue him, and his strength left him. However, was Samson's strength really found in his hair? Was that donkey's jawbone somehow made of stainless steel and had jagged edges on it? You know what? The answer to all of this is found in God. You see, the Nazarite vow was a vow to God. Not only was it about not cutting your hair or shaving your beard, not only was it just about avoiding wine or certain foods, it was about keeping yourself pure. And this key word here, purity, it also included avoiding marrying women outside of your tribe. And as we see, Samson would ultimately fall into the hands of his enemy because of the temptation that women presented to him. It wasn't the hair. 
You see, a Nazarite could, in fact, at some point, shave their heads as a sacrificial offering to God. And that was to show their dedication. Obviously, here, it wasn't to be given up so easily. It was to please the whims of a harlot. Samson got played. So there's much more to it than just hair. It was the promise to God from his parents. It was his upbringing. It was his dedication to the ways of God, despite being surrounded by ungodly people. Samson's strength was really God's strength. And that's what left him when he gave up his vow. But despite Samson's failure, There is hope. Our God is a God of second chances, even in the Old Testament. God never really changes. You see, there came a moment when Samson realized that this terrible mistake he had made, but at least he knew who to go to. That's when Samson cried out to God one last time. It says here, Samson said to the servant who held his hand, put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple so that I may lean against them. Now the temple was crowded with men and women. All the rulers of the Philistines were there. And on the roof, there were about 3,000 men and women watching Samson perform. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, sovereign Lord, remember me. Please, God, strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Then Samson reached toward the two central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one, his left hand on the other. Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Then he pushed with all his might. And down came the temple on the rulers and all the people in it. Thus, he killed many more when he died than while he lived. Samson, even at his mortal end, knew where his strength come from. It comes from faith, even during a moment of desperation. You see, faith in God brings the favor of God. Even when we're at our worst, God brings his best. And it's just at the right time. The time to overcome any obstacle he so chooses. You know, we can do anything when we know God's got our back. Because the enemy doesn't really see us He sees our father standing over us, and that scares him off. When we know we are favored, we know we have his strength to draw upon, that it isn't us fighting alone. We have access to his strength as believers. You know, this is best illustrated in Ephesians chapter 6, where it talks about the full armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. What all of this full armor of God means is that our success in the battles of this life are not tied to our skills, our abilities, our training, or our perceived sources of strength. Instead, it rests on God's power, His strength, His favor, His gifts that He offers us. In other words, it's all from God. And you know what? That's a good thing. If it was all hinging upon what we're able to do on our own, Samson would need a personal trainer. Maybe he would need to go and join a a CrossFit gym. Maybe he would need to get some steroid shots. Maybe he would need to find a motivational speaker to get him coached up. But you know what? He would still fall short. And what's worse is that the enemy will acknowledge our gifts. He'll acknowledge our talents. He'll acknowledge our abilities and our strengths. But as a way to trick us, he'll play possum letting us win these small battles sometimes just to make us think we got something special on our own. When in reality, it's not enough to take them out. So many Christians today try to fight with one hand tied behind their back. And maybe that's why depression and debt and doubt are seemingly at an all-time high. Christians today may not be accessing their faith. You know, what if we knew how to fight? Not only knew how to fight or what weapons to fight with, but rather if we knew who fights for us. There isn't some quick fix for our daily battles, some secret weapon or elite training that we can tap into. Instead, it's a deeper solution. It is dependence on our Heavenly Father, relying on the Holy Spirit for our strength, praising Him, giving Him thanks, all while the enemies are closing in. But while we're walking, we're crying out to God, just like Samson did in his dying day. Because it's all about having faith, 
And that faith gives us favor. And it's all about drawing upon his strength, not our own. It's about using his God-given gifts, not our natural abilities. We have to fight fire with fire. We can't get through the stages of life on our own. We have to have help. God has provided that help. When we realize what we don't have, we desire what we must have. And that is more of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for giving us access to you through the cross. Lord, that you made it possible for us to know you intimately, to know you as our our Father. And so, Lord, I pray for all those within the sound of my voice, Lord, that are hearing this tonight, that they would turn to you for their battles, that they would no longer try and fight these battles on their own, but they would depend on you to fight for them. Lord, you go before us. And the enemy trembles in fear. So why would we try and fight on our own? The enemy does not fear us. Lord, let us build our faith, build our dependence on you for everything. And Lord, we'll see the fruit of that. You'll see us overcoming the things that used to hold us back. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord, that people tonight can move forward because they're trusting in you for these battles. And they're going to win. They're going to succeed. They're going to claim victory because they know who their father is. They know to draw upon your strength. They're not going to be fooled into thinking they have the answer alone. Lord, let us be like Samson at that crucial moment when he recognized where his strength really came from. It was from you. But Lord, let us not wait on our deathbed, on the electric chair of life. Let's do it today. Let's look to you, Lord. We thank you for all this. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for getting us to where we need to be. We pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us, you can do so by emailing us at media at radiantchurchsc.com or visit one of our social accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and give us a five-star rating on the podcast platform that you listen to. We hope you have an amazing rest of your day.